From the PSIA ASI Shelter at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we are talking about Alpine team training along with Atomic. And joining us are Paul Gumond from Atomic and Michael Rogan. Uh, Paul, Michael, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks, George. Thanks, George. Up there in Nederland, is the, uh, is the frozen dead guy still a frozen dead guy? Uh, I don't know because uh, Frozen Dead Guy Days got shut down this year. Oh, that's too bad. So hopefully he is, and we'll see him next year. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Paul, is it all right if I call you Gee? Yes, everybody. It seems like since I've been in college um, at the University of Maine in Farmington, when Coach Reynolds gave me my nickname Gee, everybody's called me Gee. So that was in the last century. So yeah, please call me Gee. Well, Michael, let's start with you. I'm curious, you, you put together a training that uh, is not usually on your schedule this year, correct? Yeah, well, it's been, a, it's been an initiative, um, and it's been a goal uh, of mine and of, uh, well, of all the coaches prior to me, Rob Sogard most recently, um, Sean Smith and Mike Porter and Dave Merriam. I mean, it's always been a, a goal to, for the Alpine team and, and all of the national teams and the disciplines of where they can to spend more time together. Um, you know, when we get to spend time together, uh, we have conversations that are, that are thoughtful and engaging and provocative and, and get us all collectively thinking about things. Um, and so when we, when we get those times or making those times has really been important. It's been important to, uh, to the, the Alpine group. Um, it's, it's extremely important to me. Uh, I've seen tons of success when, when we're able to make it happen. And, and thanks to, thanks to, to Nick, uh, and the board and Dave Schuling, um, for, for making, helping it from the logistical point of view and, and from some financial point of view. Uh, and certainly the, the head coach, Jeb Boyd for, for supporting the, just the initiative to spend more time as disciplines uh, together is uh, it's it's been wonderful. So this year, um, I planned uh, a training session together uh, at Snow Basin in the end of February, and um, one of my goals that I've always had uh, was to get our the Alpine team out on. Uh, gear that we don't always spend time on. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time on carving skis. We spend a lot of time on mid-fat and fat skis and, and lots of rocker and flatter cambers and, and uh, side cuts, you know, well below 20 meters. Um, but what we don't get a lot of time to spend on is, uh, is, is skis that are above 190, um, skis that have side cut of... 34 meters to 42 meters in some cases um, that uh, are really narrow and are really long and uh, and in comparison to what we normally ski on heavy stable damp and uh, and just a lot of fun so the idea was to uh, figure out a way to get everybody on the alpine team the alpine discipline uh, a pair of super g skis and spend some time free skiing on super g skis uh 
going fast on Super G skis to appreciate their stability, but yet still, once you get them up to speed, how, uh, how well they turn. And to then uh, contrast that with slalom skis. So you take the sake one of the longer skis that are available in the market uh, with the least amount of side cut and flip-flop between that and some of our shortest skis with the most amount of side cut. So we did that in in Snow Basin in uh, outside of Salt Lake City, Provo, Utah, uh, Ogden, Utah, sorry, Ogden, Utah, and um, – and uh, the end of February. So that yeah. was a wonderful, wonderful three days. Gee, what was that like for you to have, uh, to get some World Cup race skis ready for a group of ski instructors uh, right in the middle of World Cup season? Well, I, I thought Mike was kind of crazy at first. And uh, I thought that, I'm like, whoa, Rookie. You know, I went to our brand manager, Sean Kennedy. I said, I said, Sean, I said, Mike wants to get, you know, the freaking national team on Super G skis. I think it would be a gas. And he said, oh, yeah, dude, let's, let's help him out. And um, I have a long relationship with Mike and really want to support PSIA. And with I've been lucky enough over the years, last century, of course, you know, I did some World Cup tuning and um, – I was like, yeah, let's let's help him out. And so I said, hey, whatever you need, figure it out. And, um, you know, Mike was nice. He sent out a very detailed, organized email to all of the suppliers. Um, and, um, you know, it ended up that I was able to, you know, do nine or ten pairs. And Barkley from Vocal did a few pairs. And I think Mike... Of course, he skis on Nordica, so he was on his Nordicas, and you know. But it was it was a lot of fun. The the sad thing was I wasn't I wasn't there for the camp and wasn't able to partake. I was off working at magazine tests. Um, there's always something to do. So anyway, we were excited to do it, and it was fun, and it sounded like it went well. I guess I guess they did hit a few rocks. I haven't because of the COVID nineteen. Hitting, I haven't really spent a lot of time with the Super G skis yet to see what the damage was, but I heard there was a little damage. Now, Michael, yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just no big so, deal. But here's where here's where it happened. Huh? Let's just just let we're clear. Uh, yeah. We were well. First of all, uh, I mean, the idea of of getting Super G skis uh, is. I mean, it's a hard thing for for any race team. Uh, fist level racer I mean, they, they're, they're not the easiest thing to come by all the time especially in the middle of the season when all of what needs to be allocated has been allocated to race clubs and teams um, so for for me as, as the Alpine coach to, to say hey look this is what we'd like to do um, you just gotta you gotta send it out there early and, and hope the suppliers can can uh, can help out and, and I had calls into to ski shops and, and clubs that I knew might have them because they weren't quite into their speed series of the springtime races uh, and at a I mean not out of nowhere because it's gee again like he said we've we've had a friendship uh, for a long time now but he called up and said whatever you need Mike if, if you can't find them anywhere else uh, We'll take care of it. If you need 15 pair, let me know. If you need five pair, let me know. 
Um, so to have uh, have a company like Atomic um, step up and go, we got this. Whatever you need, do what you need to do. Figure out what you need to, to where you can get uh, gear from, and and we'll we'll cover the hole. We'll kind of fill in that gap. And so to have that happen in the middle of the season is uh, it's just a testament to 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 uh, Atomic uh, having quality product like that, and the, but also a. A testament to, to Guy uh, and and what he's done for for the industry, and I think that if you were to ask him, he reference earlier on he talked about Coach Reynolds. I mean, Coach Reynolds is uh, is just a, a legend and an icon in the ski instruction world, and the hands that uh, that Coach Reynolds, uh, his handprint or his reach or uh, are just on some of our some of our our nation's best within the ski industry, and, and Guy is certainly an example of that. So, uh, I chapeau there, Guy. Uh, well, take my hat I'm off. I'm going to interrupt because you got to stop. But I appreciate all the accolades. But I think that the other thing, George, is you got to realize. I mean, you know, it's snow basins in our backyard, and if you can't take care of people when they come to visit you, you know, what kind of hospitality is that? So. We really wanted to make sure that the team was set up for success, and it was exciting to have. Um, and I, you'll have to explain, Mike, in a second why you chose Snow Basin. Um, I think that would be great to have that background. But it was great that they were here. They're in our backyard. Literally, you know, I'm I'm in my ski room, and I look up at the back side of, you know, those those pictures from the 2002 Olympics when you look down into Ogden from the start of the speed events. I mean, my, my little ski room or little shed that my wife let us build when we moved here 13 years ago, you know, it looks right up. I'm looking up at the, the backside of snow basin now. So it just made sense to help out and we were glad to do it. Now, Guy, what is world cup ready? What kind of tuning goes into that? And, uh, well, as someone who's never <laughs> skied on a world cup ready ski, <laughs> Yeah. What does that feel like to uh, a normal mortal? <laughs> well, I mean, I let's be clear. I haven't tuned a World Cup ski since 1996, so there's a lot of advancements and the setups that kids are using now. But the basic gist of it is, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a well beveled, well sidewalled ski. You know, at 0.5 on the base, three on the side. And I made sure that um, I didn't give them the Michaela Schifrin tune with, you know, sharp skis from tip to tail or even Lindsey Vaughn. Those guys like their sharp skis. You know, I dulled them back a little bit um, just to make sure that there was no no running into the turn, you know, as running into the wall as they're going through turn one at, at, at Indianapolis. So. Um, but no, it's, you know, well prep skis, I mean, are really important for ski racers and it's something that, you know, there's a whole profession out there. I mean, for Atomic, there's, you know, over 22, you know, we have tons of athletes and there's a great group of guys and girls, about 22 of them that, you know, tune skis and support the racers around the world. So for me, I just kind of put on my old World Cup hat from the old days and um you know brought the skis into the ski room and and tuned them out by hand they had already been flattened on our um our nice winter staggered machines that we have and um you know just got them ready 
So and then I handed him over and said, try not to run, you know, run into anybody when you're out on them. So, <laughs> now, Michael, this really makes me think of, I remember talking with you and Eric Lipton about coaching the U.S. ski team, working with the U.S. ski team and taking them out on race skis and to cut up crud and off-piste. And uh, we had an interview with Stephen Nyman who was saying, you know, it was great to just have someone tell me to get on my outside ski because it made a big difference. Is that sort of where this came from? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, uh, events like that with the, the ski team were were and, and continue to be rewarding and exciting and that's a that's a that's a whole nother to use pro- proper english uh, that's a whole nother uh, conversation to to have maybe we could have it at some time george but you know i think anytime that you get to put people that are good at what they do in a position that they haven't been in in a while or before and collectively hold each other's feet to the fire about levels of performance and you get to explore a new sensation it's good for you and in the case of the ski team uh yeah i mean they spend most of their lives on um on prepared slopes and uh and equipment that is prepared to meet the demands of those prepared slopes so when you can take those those highly tuned race cars and put them in a position that they they've experienced, they've grown up on, they love, but it's been a while. Uh, it, it's it's just good to it's good to, to it's good for the brain. And in, in this case, in Snow Basin's case, um, as Guy alluded to, why we why I chose Snow Basin and why I chose Super G skis. A Super G skis. Uh, they're big. They're long. They need to go fast in order to perform at their best. Uh, again, side cut. You have, uh, Guy, what are we, 34, 42? What, what 40. Are the, 40. 40. So 40 meters of side cut. That's, that's <laughs> three times longer than, than your slalom ski. You know, I mean, that's, it's just, they're just, it's just, it's a lot of ski. It's, it's 200 and they were 200 and, Five, 210? 210, yeah. 210 centimeter long skis. I mean, you've got to, you've got to go back a generation when that's the norm. At least a generation. Maybe two. Two and a half. Uh, so, so those type, that type of equipment requires uh, that you be very controlled and very precise and very accurate with your movements. Um those are things that I and as an organization we should, and I know that the Alpine team does value in our performance. So, so that's important. Um, in order to get them working, you got to go fast, <laughs> and uh, and that leads to why we pick why we chose Snow Basin. A, there was an Olympic downhill there um, to be able to go and ski on that Olympic downhill uh, was was really special to, to be able to see what was actually what it was actually like um kind of terrain wise was a lot of fun that's where we hit the rocks was at the very top was getting to the start house and and uh you couldn't see them at first but then we uncovered them so that you could see them and those are the couple pair that probably got toasted sorry gee that's okay 
Um, so you got to go fast and, and it's not something that we do enough in a controlled environment as ski instructors. You learn a ton about your stance when you're going fast <laughs> and not, not 20 miles an hour fast, not 30 miles an hour fast, not even 60 miles an hour fast. I think Dusty, Dusty Dyer from Crested Butte, remember? Uh, I think he won our wax race. Uh, I can't remember the name of the little bowl area. It was up at the top towards the top of the Grizzly Bowl or something of the downhill track. But, uh, but I think Dusty hit uh, 80.6 miles an hour. So I'm talking those Do you have speeds. a helmet on? Yes. <laughs> good. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, and we didn't ski at those speeds consistently. But it, it was just the time of the day was perfect. There was good light. No one was around. And we, Dusty wanted to see how fast his phone would tell him how we went. I mean, so it's, it's as accurate as, as a GPS satellite that's 12 miles into space uh, is. So, you know, let's, let's be realistic about that. But it's going at, at speeds that you're not comfortable or just a little bit past that. You learn a lot about your stance, just like you learn a lot about your stance when you get heavy and compressed. And you learn a lot about your movements in your stance when you get light. So skiing on over terrain is really important. Snow Basin is a place that not many of us on the Alpine team have experience with. So every run was new. We didn't know the terrain. We didn't know the rollovers. We didn't know the little blind bends of, of the groomer track. So... So you've got new, different skis that we'd never, most of us uh, had never been on before. Uh, so that's a new sensation. It's a new stimulus. We're doing it at speeds that we don't get to ski at often. That's a new challenging stimulus. And we're doing it in a ski resort and in terrain that we didn't know every nook and cranny of the place. So that's a new and different challenging stimulus uh, and it just, it's, it's amazing to see people that are really good at their job with, in, in any activity, when you give them a challenge of something that's unknown, it's amazing to watch the really good ones key up and get geared up and pay attention and go through the process through experiencing things. We just went skiing on Super G skis fast on terrain that we didn't know. And the conversations that happened in the gondola on the way back up about what they were feeling and what they were learning and what they were seeing and what they were expecting and what they received versus what those expectations were. I mean, that conversation in and of itself is just filled with uh, education, learning, new experiences, and gold. And, and George, can I add one thing? Absolutely. So I think the whole idea of one of the things that was exciting was the fact that Mike wanted to take the national team, put him on speed skis. Um, there's been, and, and I, you know, we really wanted to help. One of the reasons I really wanted to help was from the time that I started my coach's certification for ski, ski coaching with us ski coaches, um, program years ago, you know, Chris Ryman and Tim Petrick and Jen Justet showed up at my level two at Mount Bachelor. And, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm dating myself to like 1983, and I, I can say, you know, guys like Ron Kip and I. Or earlier. Class. What's that? Or earlier. Yeah, we'll get to <laughs> So, but I mean, there's always been this, you know, there's always been this working relationship, I think, between PSIA and the ski team over years. And a lot of times, like, you know, I've, I've, I've been out of that, that world for 20 years with the ski team, but while I was there, you know, there was Ryman and those guys that came, and then we brought Smitty, Sean Smith, and Mathers, Scott Mathers, to some C team camps, and, you know, that got us towards the end of the 90s, and then, you know, I haven't really been involved, but it's interesting. I'm not sure where, you know, who Steve Nyman and the team was working with, but I know that there's still this collaboration um, between the two organizations, and I think it's exciting, and it was nice to see Mike kind of put the team kids, you know, his team, his national team, on the speed skis and kind of get a racer's idea of what the racers are going through. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. One more question for each of you. Michael, one thing I really noticed, and I brought this up before, but it always impresses me, every national team member I speak with, you are always working to get better. And obviously you're the best of the best, but you want to be better than you are right now. Uh, how does that attitude work? What was the reaction to this, uh, this training that you put together from the team? Well, I think everybody was excited. Um, unfortunately, uh, we didn't, we weren't able, well, everybody was excited. Um, you know, we, we got it put together and, uh, and everybody that was able to show up, uh, did, uh, I, I would say, um, I mean, I would say that when I went to Atomics headquarters, Amherst Sports headquarters in, in Ogden, and uh, and Guy said, just go and pick up these skis. I mean, I was excited when you walk in and there's there's a rack of 12 pair of brand new skis that, that are really big, 210. And you go, God, this is going to be so much fun because... I've had the I've had the ability to be in on super G skis uh, and downhill skis quite a bit working with the ski team, but um, but just knowing the sensation that, that that stuff gives you, so that was exciting to me. And to be able to take those skis and we had a room at the hotel that we were staying at and line all those skis up and have a little have a little team meeting um, the night before and everybody get a chance to, to check their bindings and bring in their boots and take a look at them. And, you know, everybody's got a, everybody with the exception of Dusty, has got to kind of look up uh, to see the tops of the skis. <laughs> um, you know, you know, there were the old jokes about, ah, this is the way we used to do it, stick our hand up in the air and bend our wrist. And that was how you measured the length of the ski that you use. And, um, and people were excited, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's infrequent that you can do something new to that group of people, um, and, and have present them with something that they've never done before. Uh, so that was, that's, that's really good. And, and from the, the getting better part, I mean, that's why we're a part of this whole thing. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that we, as individuals all strive to make the, national team is because there is a there's a sense of continued education and continued involvement and continued growth and continued 
questioning and, and people asking different questions of you um, and having to respond. And, and I think that's what drives everybody. And that's certainly me as the coach, along with, uh, with this, this next term, Matt Boyd, coming on as, as an assistant coach. Uh, I mean, that's, that's something that, uh, that I, 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 I cherish. I, I really put value in the fact that uh, as a national team member, you will continue to be challenged in your thinking. You'll continue to be challenged in your, in your performance on the hill, whether that be teaching and clinicking, whether that be in our, in our new uh, way of doing things in our webinars, um, uh, in our international uh, events in Interski, in, in our national events like the National Academy. I mean, you're going to continue to be challenged to improve. Um, and there will be opportunities, thanks to Jeb and Nick and Dave and the board, you'll be provided with opportunities to improve and get better. And, and when you can take really good people and make them better, I think – uh, I think it, it really it, it, there's a motivational chip in there that starts to to really arc uh, and spark and and that's a goal of mine is is to continue to get participation at the national team level happening because the best of our organization the the folks that go through the process that got postponed until next year that they see the benefit of going through the process of putting themselves out there, of, of testing themselves, um, of lining themselves up with their peers and see how their knowledge base and their experience and their abilities kind of measure up, that that's something that people get off on and enjoy. And, and by striving for that and attaining it at the national team level, that the group now, this group, um, you know, they can, they're, they're continued to be stimulated to go. Uh, I, I, there's an opportunity for me to get better, and I'm really engaged in this. So um, I, I feel like uh, I feel like they're they're always ready to. We're always ready to learn and get better. We we have to because our membership demands it of us. Our profession does. Our membership does, and and our suppliers do. You know, I mean, uh, you don't get the support of 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 the suppliers that we have and the, the amount of people and the quality of the person like, like Guy or the folks at Nordica and, and Ethan Corpy and, and Sam Beck, you don't get the quality Barkley um, with, uh, with tech vocal. Uh, vocal. Yep. Sorry. Dalbella vocal Dalbella. Sorry about that. Barkley. You don't get the quality of those people uh, willing to help you out. Uh, if you're not striving to be your best because they demand the best out of you. So, Gee, last question. What's the benefit to Atomic from this? Well, I think for us, it's just, you know, my my title is Community Marketing Manager. And for me, my job is to support the community of, of skiing that we're part of. And when, when part of the community needs help, you reach out and you help. Um, whether it's with the demo team, whether it's with racers, um, whether it's with a consumer at a demo, um, with ski areas, trying to help, you know, make sure that their staff have good product to ski on while they're working on their events crews. I mean, it goes across all levels. And for me, I, I, I couldn't have a better job. I, you know, everyone used to say, well, what, you know, what are your goals? And I said, well, I want to be in the ski industry. And, 
you know, my, my dad had run a little ski area in um, Rhode Island after World War II, and he was in the 10th Mountain Division. And I've always had this history of skiing in my family. And I married a skier. Um, she was a racer, and, you know, her they're co-op owners of Mad River, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I just am connected to the community. And so for us, it's just that's what we're here for is, you know, Atomic. And, you know, we're here to connect with the community and help the community when they need help. And that's what we did. So, well, Pogumon, Michael Rogan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I hope we get to see you during some summer ski and already looking forward to next season. Um, thank you so much, you know, and I just. I just want to wish everyone to stay safe and with this crisis that we're in the middle of, um, it's just, you know, amazing how many people are working hard to protect us and make sure we're fed and stuff. And, you know, God bless everybody. I hope we, we hook up with you guys skiing soon. So. Yeah, George, that was a, that was a great podcast with, uh, with Jennifer and with, with Molly, both wonderful stories that I'm sure there are, there are dozens of them within our organization. So yeah. everybody, uh, everybody stay safe. Let's be healthy so that hopefully uh, next season we can, uh, if not sooner, I'm hoping for Portillo Chile personally, but uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can cross track somewhere. Great. Thanks you guys. Thank you. Guy. From the PSI, ASI, Sheltered Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.